You want something weird? What's that? that? Uh, the fact that we probably have to start this recording over because this fucking mount is falling off the table. Oh, that was a mistake. I think you were playing too many games with it, man. You were jiggling it around, playing little games with it. Everything's good now. You want to know what's weird? What's weird? Given the year we just entered into, uh, that makes it eight years since the Back to the Future future has happened. Wow. What, 2015 is when uh, Back to the Future supposedly said we had hoverboards and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, they missed that one by a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, they, they tried, which is really funny. Back, Do you remember back in like, like 2016, they tried to make a hoverboard? And not the two little wheel thing. No, they, it, it was like magnets and all that shit. They uh, tried to make an actual hoverboard. Disgraceful. But we're in, the, we're in the far future now, according to their vision. We went to the year 2022. We don't actually live underwater, but we will soon. 2023. What's good? <laughs> we haven't even started the episode yet. I'm going to clap us off in a second. You want to start this one? Sure thing. You start? All right. Welcome back to class, everybody. It is 2023. Oh, the new year, baby. Your Weebology professors are back. We yes. did take a week off, but guess what? That's first time in three years. Yes, I think that's fair. After uh, having a kind of serendipitous like holiday situation falling on Sundays and Mondays, I think that the universe has told us to go ahead and take a break. Take a week breather. Just a little, just a little respite. Little Bravinsky. Little cerveza. Is that, is that the word? That would be a beer. It's siesta. I a think siesta is, what, really is what I was looking for. Siesta is what I'm looking for. I have a feeling you might add some cervezas, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. I am your vacationed Ricky. I am so chill. I, I don't know if any human being has been more chill than I've been in the last two weeks, which is great, which is great for my psyche. It's great for my mind. And it's, it's honestly good for the mental for sure. It's honestly great for the content. Like, that's what we needed. We, yeah. need a little, we need a little bit of respite. We need a little bit of uh, a tiny little reset. Got get, get the uh, the old, I don't know, engine mind working. Yeah, we, we thought about a couple things on the off break. We did. We went into the new year thinking about the future. Dun, da, da, da. The way <laughs> that things will go here after. After... Uh, the year we've had, and into the unknown of the future. I, I wanted to talk about what you think maybe we should, uh, we should explore in terms of technology going forward, and maybe how it pertains to anime. Sure. So um, very recently, if anyone is really like up on this, there's been this sort of this new, I guess, uh, open beta that has gone out called uh chat gpt chat gpt has been kind of like the hot like the hot goss right it's in, a hot goss for sure yeah the hot goss in the ai community i think in 2022 and late 2022 everyone has kind of seen like the ai imagery that's been made right like mid journey dahlia 2.0 there's been certain algorithms that have kind of been in the public eye creating visual creative works that people have just put in either prompts or visual inputs and they've spit out 
uh, some incredible pieces that we actually were just chilling in the lab earlier. And we were just like, well, we're looking at some of the stuff it's created. And these AIs have been producing some beautiful artworks. Yeah, so um, in the in the latter part of last year, you you if you're a Twitter person, you probably saw a lot of people were putting on or like posting a bunch of avatars that were AI generated. So basically, there there's plenty of programs where you can put in pictures of yourself, and then it'll make like you into an animated style or like a anime style character, and like put you in different situations and whatever. Um, so that kind of was big all on Twitter. And then actually near the end of the year, like I was talking about chat, chat GPT came out and this group called open AI. They're basically just like a open source AI company that their like goal is essentially to make these kinds of like AI vehicles in order to like make life better. Is their general goal? Like they don't want to make money off it, which is why we're able to use it so freely. Sure. And I, I think an element of that is you look at some of this stuff, like Lenza was the one that uh, some people that we knew used and they, it, it ingested real world images of your profile and it would produce kind of sometimes anime sometimes not yeah. images of yourself and you're looking at them like shit some of these look really really good yeah so ai is getting really really damn good and as a computer scientist like this excites me to my core what kind of became a big deal is when chat gpt came out they, mm-hmm. there was a, a guy i don't know the guy's name but there's an article on on it so you can look it up but he took that and he took like linza or mid journey or something and he essentially had them feed information to each other yeah. to create basically like fully AI generated picture book like for kids. And then obviously the all the um, every page, like all the artwork was also done via AI. And so they were talking back and forth between two AIs. And then it entirely made a picture book, like a children's book. I actually entirely off of AI. I actually didn't know this. The point is what I see is like, this is a potential vehicle for people who maybe like, I don't know, suck at drawing or something, but really want to make their story into like a cool webtoon. Yeah. Like this really seems like an option. It's, it's an interesting vehicle, not just for the visual, uh, kind of manifestation of the story you want to tell. But if maybe there is a story you have in your head, but you don't quite know how to tell it, you could maybe have an AI provide that story for you and kind of fill in the gaps where maybe you don't quite understand uh, parts of it. And this is kind of what this episode is about. How can we converge that AI usage and anime into maybe possibly creating some interesting anime stories? And how far can we push that limit? To possibly make an actual proper, I'm going to put that in quotes, but proper anime story. And we have a couple servings for you guys that we would like to try to like provoke this AI, some of these AIs, to maybe make an anime story for us. And we are going to start light. We're going to start with synopsises and then go into maybe some scripts that we found. And then we're going to do something that I don't know. I have not seen anyone do this quite yet, but make an AI produce an anime story 
literally on the spot in the content <laughs> and then let's see what it, <clears throat> it produces let's see what happens and and uh, we'll see if it actually produces something that you might want to watch and maybe it leads into the latter half of this of of this episode where we discuss is ai potentially a viable tool for future anime creation and i think that's an interesting concept so do, do we want to start with the synopsis that we yeah, came yeah. up with? Yeah, so first off, uh, basically I went on to ChatGBT, which it's conversational AI. So what yes, that means yes. is you essentially type it a prompt yep. and you're allowed to like, you know, tweak it as it spits out information, but it'll give you a response to your prompt. And then if like, say you didn't like certain aspects of that prompt, you're able to go back and retype and then it'll re kind of format the like it'll actually contextually understand what you wanted prior and then it'll like okay i heard what you said before but then we're going to try like to tweak it because of your you literally it's like a writer's room where you just give it notes right but it's like a bunch of bots in a room like oh you didn't like that character all right i'll change the character sure i'll I'll yeah that side character let's let's just change that um and then it'll literally redo everything you you had previously done and it'll change that character so that's kind of like how this guy did the uh, the picture book. Right, right, right. He kept feeding it in like, oh, I want the girl to have blonde hair pigtails. And it would do that. And then it'd be, I want her to be cuter with like a rounder face. And it would make a, a picture with a rounder face. And so he was like fed in all of these like, you know, prompts essentially. And then the AI is able to take that. And it takes obviously it has the context of everything that's ever been done on the Internet. Right. Right. And right, so right. it uses that to, to kind of draw or make a story that you're going for so what i did here in this first um thing is yes i basically yeah. asked it for the summary of an isekai anime that you know basically we could we could potentially just randomly come across in one of our um seasonal overviews yeah like the seasonal previews that maybe we and i i and think I, I have verified that none of these things that i created exist okay fair okay that's awesome yeah and, but I will say because it is pulling from things that do exist either like not aired yet, right. but is still online that it, it you might recognize this and I will bring up what this kind of feels like. The first thing that we had given it was uh uh you know like you said like produce us a new isekai. Right. Something different, something new. I'm pretty right? sure I had to say give me an original isekai because what it did do originally was it gave me the summary for like One Piece and I'm like no. No, no, no. We we need we need more than right, that. Right. So I yeah. needed to add in a little <laughs> bit extra like guiding principles. Literally AI is going to get us content banned because we <laughs> it's going to pro- it's going to produce something that already fucking exists, not just something, but the thing that yeah. exists. But what it produced was the otherworldly chef in the otherworldly chef, Kana, a young and talented chef, finds herself transported to a fantasy world where she must use her cooking skills to survive and thrive. With the help of her trusty sous chef, a talking cat, and a group of quirky and diverse companions, Kana tra- uh, travels across the realms searching for rare ingredients and facing off against magical creatures and rival chefs. Along the way, she learns the secrets of the world's culinary magic and discovers that she has a special destiny tied to the fate of the realm. Can <laughs> Kana rise to the challenge and become the greatest chef the world has ever known? 
All right. So first off, though, th- does that not seem like something you could totally see just like randomly scrolling through the summaries of like next sem- like next quarter or whatever One shows? thousand percent. Right? Literally, that is that is something you could see. And it literally reminded me of the campfire cooker who is cooking with a, his obscured like skill. Like there's literally a show that is nearly akin to this coming up in the new winter 2023 season. Really? Yes. Wait, we, we, we talked about this. Like it's, it's literally a show about a guy whose only skill is cooking in the woods and his uh, whole journey. And I guess his whole isekai journey is him cooking uh, and bettering his skills in cooking. Huh. Campfire cooking in another world, my absurd skill. It's a show that was picked up by MAPPA, by the way. It's an adventure fantasy isekai that's airing on January 10th of this new year. And it's literally an, a- an AI. An AI produced a synopsis that is pretty akin to a show that MAPPA just picked up. What right. the fuck? So, so that was kind of my my general point with this first one is that first off, I think the summaries of shows these days are so half-assed that it's absurd. Yeah. So I'll, absurd I'll that a fucking AI can come up with something better <laughs> with I shit you not, like a 15-word prompt is all I gave it and it came up with that. So it's like I don't know. I guess I'm just asking for a little bit more effort out of these studios. <laughs> if an if an AI bot that was just fed some words could do the same synopsis, I don't blame the studio. I blame the people writing this shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I also find it interesting that MAPPA basically picked up a show that is literally almost shot for shot what an AI came up with. Right. Is that not... Uh, put it this way. This is kind of the first question I wanted to ask you in this, because I actually came up with a couple questions. Would you watch an anime, no matter the genre, if you knew from the rip that an AI came up with everything about it? Sure. <laughs> really? Like, knowing what, knowing what we have in 2023, like, it's getting close. I, th- I think it's getting really good at this shit, but do you feel like it's missing a bit of the human nuance? A little bit or, or, or is, is missing something there or are you cool with it that maybe you'd be willing to just let the AI have its try? I think, first of all, you have to feed in like an absurd amount of information to make it like a coherent, strong story. That's genuinely fair. Yeah. But also the ability to then like iteratively like go back and tweak things. I think you could basically have a team just working with this like in one chat window or whatever with this AI and you could probably make it work, but it would take a long time, obviously. Like, yeah, I mean, I I think it needs to be said that I, I'm not expecting any studio or any author to just like get on here for as short amount of time as we've done and create a masterpiece. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like people are using this to like query databases that are like big data databases and like get like actual information that companies need and stuff like that. But, like you basically need a 
like a week long course to even figure out what the hell to even like specifically query. Like like you you're almost having animators, not animators, but like storyboarders, like yes. or writers, like literally having to not just learn to write the whole thing, but feed an AI the exact criteria to make a masterpiece. Right. So we we were talking, me and my friends who we originally talked about this when I was up in Minnesota, we were talking about like potentially you could see kind of jobs switching to like, oh, uh, instead of being a guy who deals with these databases, I need an expert in chat GPT or an extra an expert in contextual um, conversational uh, AI generation. I almost feel like the people that operate like professionally as SEO experts, search engine optimization experts will probably become AIOs like artificial intelligent optimizers like they'll yeah. literally optimize AI. like they they know I they see that i yeah. can see people like marketers actually could have a really solid role here because they yeah. obviously have good good like vocabularies i think also maybe it would be a good thing for like you know the, the liberal arts like literature majors and stuff like that like a good like way to bring those types of people into the tech space um, anyway, Damn. not really all that important. It was just kind of like I a, think an it, aside here. I think it will be important in a later discussion in this episode because I, I actually, yeah, I think I have some, I have some things I want to bring up, but we, we didn't stop there. We didn't, yeah, we that, didn't that just, was just a, that was just a wet the whistle. Yeah. The idea w- there is like potentially we're going to have some guests on the show and then we'll read a bunch of summaries and they have to decide which ones are AI generated and which ones are real. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, uh, of course. But we, we, tr- we tried to push this AI further. We wanted to see, okay, if you, can produce an, if you can produce a synopsis of a show that is damn near one that's actually coming out, picked up by a studio that is beloved by the community, how much further can we push this? So what Ethan had decided to do was uh, feed it a certain prompt. And the prompt being, can you write the first three episodes of an original shonen anime you created with scene direction and setting included? (laughs) And this is the exact thing it came up with. And what we're about to do is... We're about to actually read a script of an AI generated religion of three kind of situational episodes. And we're, we're going to have our parts. I'm going to be the narrator. Uh, Ethan's going to be the MC and he's going to be the main character, the OP MC who claps cheeks and slaps freaks. And I'm going to be his uh, fucking sidekick, his the Renji to his uh, the Ichigo kind of situation. Um, so here is shot for shot exactly what the ai produced <clears throat> sure ethan here are the first three episodes of an original shonen anime that i created episode one the beginning of a legend <laughs> setting a small village nested in the mountains surrounded by dense forests and flowing rivers it's a peaceful place with friendly villagers going about their daily lives scene one the main character a young boy named hero is out, tra- is out training in the forest with his best friend and mentor, a skilled warrior named Kaito. Come on, Kaito. I'm getting better. I swear. Hero, you have a long way to go. You can't let your guard down even for a second. Remember, the enemy will show you no mercy. 
As Hiro and Kaito continue to train, they're interrupted by a loud rumbling noise. Huh, what was that? I don't know, but that doesn't sound good. Let's go check it out. <laughs> Hiro and Kaito rush back to the village and find that it's under attack by a group of bandits. The villagers are fighting for their lives, but they are no match for the bandits' superior strength and weapons. We have to do something! These people are counting on us! You're right, Hero. We can't let them win. It's time to show them with the power of a warrior spirit! Hero and Kaito jump to the fray, using their skills and determination to fight off the bandits and protect the villagers. I won't let anyone hurt these people! I'll do whatever it takes to protect them! That's the spirit! Now let's finish this! After a long and fierce battle, Hero and Kaito are able to drive the bandits away and save the village. We did it, Kaito! We saved the village! Yes, we did! But this is just the beginning, Hero. There will always be dangers lurking in the shadows. But as long as we stand together, we can overcome any obstacle. <laughs> episode 2. Yeah, and the scene and for episode scene. 1. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's drop it real quick right there. <sighs> like, uh, the one thing that I will say about this is generic, right? It's, it is generic. Yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be tough for it to generate anything that isn't extremely generic because it has to take, like, from the basic approach of, like, every single shonen anime. It's a hodgepodge, right? right? Yeah, it's literally just trying to... It, it pulled a couple interesting things. We had the mentor element. Like, <laughs> Which was hilarious. But you, but you also, like, had the character that embodied the shonen power of friendship almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you had that, right? I almost wanted to throw in, it's my ninja way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my ninja way. It is, it is, uh, it's, I protect my friends. So it, it pulled a couple things. But wasn't it so fun that it, first of all, I asked for a setting. It gave us a setting for, like, different scenes. Right, right, right. And then it gave us, like, scenes. So, like, if it were had the capability of actually animating this for us, we would have had, like, them training in the woods. Sure, And then, sure. like, I think mentally you all probably visualized them, like, running toward the village because there was a big boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, they're, like, I feel as though the seasoned anime fan, the, the seasoned student, could probably, like, visually put in the little bits in in there like oh there's an explosion or like oh they like there's a battle scene somewhere in there that they couldn't articulate from an ai standpoint but shit man like i i think it gave us all the not just the bones but a little bit of meat to start with right yeah i mean it definitely is like a, definitely a first episode um that's the first episode of energy we got a mentor very we got short a, first episode yeah, but if, you yeah, know but again these are going to be short but we're going to jump into episode two the journey begins. Setting. Hiro and Kaito are traveling through the countryside on their way to the capital city, seeking out new training and adventure. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock it down real quick right here. Um, did we just not deal? Like, like we did. We, we, we dealt with it, but like we just we didn't so this is something with the ai it didn't do any of the connective tissue to get us from like us beating the bandits to going to the big big village like the big city right it didn't add like aftermath yes it, of like, the it, battle yeah it just like the they had a and there's no necessarily driving force toward like go to the capital to get stronger it basically the only thing we got was like we have to overcome every obstacle there's always danger you know what i mean like there's nothing like 
Right. I agree with you. It's the exactly. connective tissue's missing. I think let's let's get into this after the after this hypothetical episode too. Yeah. As they journey on, they come across a group of travelers who are being attacked by a group of thieves. We have to help them. <laughs> Agreed. Let's show the thieves the power of a warrior's spirit. <laughs> Hiro and Kaito jump to the fray, using their skills and determination to fight off the thieves and protect the travelers. I won't let anyone hurt these people. I'll do whatever it takes to protect them. That's the spirit, Hiro. And now let's finish this. (laughs) After a short but intense battle, Hiro and Kaito are able to drive the thieves away and save the travelers. We did it, Kaito. We saved the travelers. Yes, we did, but we can't let our guard down. There will always be danger lurking on the road. (laughs) The travelers thank Hiro and Kaito for their help and invite them to join them on their journey to the capital. What I find interesting in this is a couple uh, a couple things. One, it guides us towards a bigger civilization, right? Like we're trying to go to a bigger city because bigger city implies bigger plot elements, which I find interesting for an AI to guide us towards that element. And I I like that a lot. But I I almost find it interesting of the mentor role. If you notice that every time he speaks after a battle is that you did good, but there's always worse things around the bend, right? You always notice that like the mentor is not just mentoring you. He's mentoring you in the fact that there's going to be bigger shit around the corner, which is pretty prototypical shonen, right? Like that, that, that's, that's kind of what shonen is. It's always escalating. It is. But did you also notice that? Uh, Hero almost said the exact same thing in both fights. I'm never gonna, oh. you know, I'll never let them, you know, beat him or whatever the fuck it was. Right, you're you're exhibiting a, a sense of justice that is almost like true north. Yes, right? exactly. Like you're you're the hero is the true north guy. Well, I think he's kind of playing, or the AI is playing off the fact that like typically main characters say the same thing over and over again yeah yeah believe it you know that kind of yeah right right believe it (laughs) um and i think i don't know i just think that's kind of a funny thing for ai to pick out it's it's very like very on on like it's on brand it's on brand i will say that but the one thing that I, i i notice here is that it can't really discern the the minutia between other true north characters right with naruto his true north is that he was raised in his ninja way it's maybe in some ways it's about like his friends but his true north is you know my ninja way is never giving up and i have like i have to save my friends with ichigo it's like i'm literally doing nothing else but saving my friends right and with like now that I have a little bit of Luffy in my repertoire, I will say that his true north is like, I have a singular focus, but I'm not going to forget my friends. And there's like, there's some minutia with uh, some of the big three, big shonen, uh, like, show, like MC character writing. And this AI is kind of almost smoothing the edges of those characters to the point where you lose that nuance. Like you lose. Some right. Of that. But I think we gave it so little that it, it feels like probably that it just needs to continue the story. Less so like give us that interesting, like in-depth character information. Yeah. Because like yeah. 
All I asked it for was scene direction and setting. I didn't you, ask it for deep for. characters with, you know, growth. I didn't ask it for these things. Those are just tropes that we hoped it would just pick up from the word shonen. I think if you were to, first of all, give it, what would be interesting to me is if you used like one of these things as like a, an outline and then you flush it out yourself, I think that would be super interesting. Right. Or if you had like an outline in your head of what you wanted the power system to be, what you wanted the actual goal to be, what you wanted, like some, some of the certain steps, you could add that into your, your conversation. Right. right. You could make it so that it like generates something that goes toward what you're looking for. Actually, while you were sitting here, I had to regenerate another three episodes of a different show. And this one actually looks significantly more in depth and more interesting because the chat GPT was just updated recently. And I I think the last one was not updated. Holy shit. Did you really just do that? Yeah, it was super (laughs) fast. It literally took like under, under a couple minutes, I think. And it generated a full three episodes actually this time. (gasps) And it's got multiple characters in it. Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah, that's incredible, dude. <laughs> but there's less. There's not as much like conversation. It's more just like, almost like a like a like a um like a light novel or something. Sure, where, but sure. like without conversation. What Ethan had asked, same exact prompt. Literally the same exact prompt. <laughs> Episode one: The Legend of the Dragon Stones. Setting: The Kingdom of. Eddara, a medieval fantasy world filled with magic and mythical creatures. Scene one, <laughs> the episode opens with a panoramic shot of Endera showing the vast rolling hills and forests that make up the kingdom. As the camera zooms in, wait, hold on. It has camera direction? I asked Holy for scene shit, direction. You did ask for scene direction. That's, that's totally fair. But we never had any of that in the first one that we had. I, I seriously think there was an update in the last couple of days that made it even more aggressive. But I also think if you ask it the same prompt multiple times, it'll try to double down on certain aspects. That's oh. why I think there's going to be no, there's no dialogue in this because I didn't ask for dialogue. But it maybe doubled down on the fact that I was asking for scene direction and setting. Scene one. The episode opens with the panoramic shot of Endera, showing the vast rolling hills and forests that make up the kingdom. As the camera zoom in, we see a group of knights riding towards the palace on horseback. Scene two. The knights arrive at the palace gates and are greeted by the king and queen. The king announces that the kingdom is in great danger as an ancient evil has awoken and is threatening to destroy Idara. He reveals that the only way to defeat this evil is to find the legendary dragon stones, uh, powerful magical artifacts that have the power to defeat any enemy. Scene 3. The main character, a young swordsman named Kale, steps forward and volunteers to find the dragon stones. He is joined by his childhood friend, Leela? <laughs> I don't know. But... A wise old wizard named Berlin. Together, they set out on a quest to find the dragon stones and save the kingdom. We're done with that episode. Like, I honestly, like, at least it sets up a really interesting premise. Right. Like, like I, honestly, okay, if you were to watch just this first episode, what we have talked about, we have a kingdom, we have uh, a mission, we have characters. Would you watch this show? 
So, like, what I I immediately think, okay, Dragonstones is Dragon Balls, obviously, and then like the <laughs> yeah. probably the story feels a little bit like um, the Dragon Prince. Yeah, a li- yeah, it literally feels. Wow, like, it actually feels like genuinely some sort of mixture of Dragon Prince, Dragon Ball kind of idea. Like Excuse it literally me. feels like Avatar, but Avatar plus shit. I mean, it. it Weirdly enough, it it's pulling like and that's one of the interesting things I wanted to bring up about AI in this context about building stories. It builds it from some context. Right. Right. And with its context being all of the narratives it knows about and you asking up top, can you give me like the first three episodes of an original shonen with so, like like you know scenes and setting like it's got to pull from something right and and we in the past have talked about like oh what if we were to make a shonen that would be like fun you and i both would probably pull from shonen and their tropes we we are human brains and our wrinkles are quite dense and quite high we could probably like subvert and and like be creative with like those tropes this ai is just pulling them and being like okay how do i construct a a you know connective narrative here right well with with what i know that's on the internet right and it's literally probably reading a bunch of synopsises to do this right which is probably why it's feeling a little light you know because it's just going off probably synopsises or like wikipedia or or whatever you have at your disposal right well i think it's more because the prompt I fed in is so open-ended. That it is feels genuinely like, fair. Probably yeah. feels like it has nowhere to go. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. It, it has to follow what it can find. Right. Based on that. And then so, also, like, yeah, yeah, an episode is not necessarily an actual length of thing. Oh, God, no. And I find it interesting that it keeps feeding us three scenes. It's following the three-act prompt. Right. It's literally three acts <laughs> for every episode. Like, literally set up like follow through and then like the hook to the next beat like what how do we get to the next beat of the next episode right that being said episode two the search for the first dragonstone setting a dense forest out on the outskirts of adara scene one kale leela and merlin are traveling through the forest searching for the first dragonstone as they journey through the deeper through the forest they are ambushed by a group of goblins <gasps> <gasps> kale leela and merlin fight off the goblins using their skills and magic to defeat them after the battle they continue their search for the first dragonstone <laughs> wait was that scene two yeah it was very short. oh goodness well, like, unless you were giving it a lot of prompts for fights, I would think it would really struggle. That's honestly fair. Which, curious, curious little prompt there that we maybe could feed it. But scene three, after several days of searching, they come across an old temple hidden in the mountains. Inside, they find the second dragon stone. Wait, um, you, you keep doing it. I don't know why you keep doing it. You keep scrolling. I give it to oh, you where it fuck. is. Oh, fuck. I, I keep trying to scroll. <laughs> but I'm trying to find why. season three. It was right <laughs> they'll never know this they'll never get this no it's it's all okay we'll go all the way back at the top all right scene three nope the episode two scene three (laughs) you said that right Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) wait that's weird actually what 
Okay. Episode two, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You read you read that just now. Yes. S- scene three of this episode, right? Are you confirming that that is a thing? Yes. Cool. After several days of searching, they come across a clearing in the forest where they find the first dragonstone, guarded by a fierce dragon. Kale, Leah, and Merlin engage in a fierce battle with the dragon, but ultimately engage victorious and claim the first dragonstone. Episode 3, The Search for the Second Dragonstone. Setting, a snowy mountain in the north of Madeira. <laughs> Kale, Lila, and Merlin set out to find the second dragonstone, which is rumored to be hidden in a snowy mountain range in North Idara. As they journey through the icy wilderness, they are attacked by a pack of wolves. Kayla, Leela, sorry, Kale, Leela, and Merlin fight off the wolves using their skills and magic to defeat them. After the battle, they continue their search for the second Dragonstone. (laughs) Yeah, it is very light on detail. Scene three. After several days of searching, they come across an old temple hidden in the mountains. Inside, they find the second Dragonstone guarded by a powerful ice golem. Kale, Leela, and... Merlin engage in a fierce battle with the Ice Golem, but ultimately emerge victorious and claim the second Dragon Stone. And then it tells us, I hope you enjoyed the three e- these three episodes. Let me know if you have any questions or would like to see more. So here we are, and you kind of find the limits of AI. And if you notice the language of the second and third episode, it's almost beat for beat the same. Scene one, they go to find the first thing they're looking for. They come across an adversary. Scene two, they beat the adversary. Scene three, they find what they're looking for, rinse and repeat. Now I wonder, and this is something that I wanted to bring up to you, is because AI is subject to what has already been made is ai at at least where we're sitting subject to reductiveness derivativeness we're literally sitting in in a uh, a, a writer's room where they only will base themselves off of like the classics right like dragon ball and like you said it up top right it feels like dragon ball right so is that something if AI were to create it, would you watch it? I think I'll just reiterate, you're going to have to add a lot more information in for it to give you a decent story. Should we? I just did. So here's what I did (laughs) while we were talking about this. I said, can you provide more details on each of the fights? It said, certainly here are more detailed descriptions of the fights in the first three episodes in episode one. Uh, it was. It told me the scene that that fight was in, and it redid the whole scene. Okay, Holy Kale, shit. Leela, and Merlin fight off the goblins using their weapons and magic. Kale uses his sword to slash at the goblins, while Lila fires arrows at them from a distance. Merlin casts uh, spells to weaken the goblins and protect his companions. The fight is fast-paced and intense. 
But ultimately, Kale, Lila, and Merlin emerge victorious. So what then you would do is you would you would drill in, okay, scene two, episode one, I need you to add more detail about the sword strokes or the certain magic, right? And you just continually build the stories. I could see you doing like one episode at a time and just comp- continually feeding in information to make your one episode really, really good. Bro, you're literally being a director giving this AI notes. Exactly. It's like you going into a writer's room. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Give me this. Give me this. Do the scene two against the yeah. wolves. Okay. 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 Scene two. Kale, Leela, and Merlin fight off the wolves using their weapons and magic. Kale uses the sword to slash the wolves while Leela fires arrows at them from a distance. Merlin casts spells to weaken the wolves and protect his companions. The fight is fast-paced and intense, but ultimately Kale, Leela, and Merlin emerge victorious. So did you notice that that's the exact it's same? It's literally the exact same, right? So what it did is it just it just substituted the enemy. Yeah, right. And then everything was identical. So what if you were to like to your point, what if you were to take it an episode at a time and just keep exactly feeding little bits in between? But at what point would it just not keep feeding the same episodes, the same fine detail, but the same details? Let's find out. Okay. So it says at the end, it basically did the same exact thing for the um, the Gollum battle at the end. Um, actually, it added a little bit different. So I'm just going to read it really quick, and then we'll we'll change it up and see what happens. Sure. Uh, Kale, Lila, and Merlin engage in a fierce battle with the Ice Golem. The Ice Golem is a formidable opponent, unleashing powerful blasts of ice magic at the group. Kale and Lila dodge the attacks and counter with their weapons. While Merlin casts spells to weaken the golem and protect his companions, the fight is long and grueling, but ultimately they emerge victorious. Then it says, I hope you uh, uh, these descriptions give you a better sense of the action and intensity of the fights in the series. Let me know if you have any other questions. I think we should say... Yeah, let's... Okay, this is great because I, I want to... Yeah, let's, let's use this as a rubric to like show... Could this be the thing? Yeah. In episode one, scene two's fight, can we have Kale lose an arm? Uh, what? Yeah. Wait, you want to? You want Kale yeah. to lose an arm? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what that sounds like. Interesting. This is some fucking made in abyss season one shit right now. <laughs> All right. Let's see what happens. If it can even do it. Certainly, here is the revised version of episode one, scene two. It's literally typing it out. Yes. In, your, in front of your face, which is actually super weird to see. Yeah, so it's typing out right now. It's giving you the exact same things that we already read, where it gives us like the setting of Adara, the scene one where it's giving us the panoramic shot, and then it's showing like vast rolling hills, camera zooming in. Now it's giving us a scene where they, uh, they arrive at the palace. They're talking to the king and queen. It's just gonna. It's putting out the exact same shit. Okay. And then okay. it's gonna okay. get okay. to the point where it's, there's gonna be the fight. Okay. As they journey deeper into the forest, they are ambushed by a group of goblins. Kale, Lila, and Merlin fight off the goblins using their skills and magic to defeat them. However, in the heat of battle, Kale is caught off guard, and a goblin slashes his sword arm, severing it at the elbow. <laughs> Despite his injury, Kale refuses to give up and continues fighting with his remaining arm. Lila and Merlin help him, using their own skills and magic to support him. Together, they emerge victorious and defeat 
the goblins. After the battle, Kale is left with a stump where his arm used to be. He is in pain and struggling to come to terms with his injury. But Leela and Merlin reassure him that they will find a way to help him. Together, they are going to continue the search for the first Dragonstone, determined to save the kingdom and restore peace to Adara. I hope this revised version gives you a sense of the character's determination and resilience in the face of adversity. Let me know if you have any other questions. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. The final, the final thing that it wrote was, I hope that the revised version gives you a sense of the character's determination and resilience in the face of adversity. Let me know if you have any other questions. What a wild concept that it, it's keeping context right. from what it had before. Well, that's why this one's so advanced, this chat GPT feature it really takes into account everything you've already talked about inside the specific pain. It, know, it knows the story you've built. Right. Right. So could I maybe... Ask it anything. So I could ask it something. Anything. How did you, how did you, phrase, your, how did you phrase your other question? You, you said, in episode one, scene two, fight, can we have Kale lose an arm? Right. So the fight was about against goblins. So okay. it basically just gave us the entire early part. And then when it got to the fight with the goblins, it revised it to have him losing an arm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, what is your favorite type of magic? So this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, make Merlin a, like a necromancer or something. You want to Literally, I was writing in episode one, scene three. What kind of spell would you like Merlin to learn? Why can't we do like a mercury spell? A mercury spell? Yeah. So like a, like a molten metal spell? Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah, this is oddly oddly specific right right like yeah so in episode one scene three can merlin learn a new molten metal spell did you add a question mark i know that's a weird question but i, I don't, do but i, don't uh, I, I think it to. might need like this is an ai dude like we I gotta, don't know we, i don't know what it needs to have happen so we we literally just asked it again to revise something that ethan has already revised and it said certainly Here's a revised version of episode one, scene three, with Merlin learning a new molten metal spell. What a why? Okay, so while it's writing this, because it's literally writing this as we speak. <laughs> Which is so fucking cool. Like it's, literally, it's literally like cooking it up as we speak. Does this remove some of the, the spark? The, like I think we asked this earlier in the episode. Does this remove some of the spark of the humanity from the writing element of this? I don't think so, because you're not going to make just an AI do everything. You would have to put in specific directions. You'd have to put in like a soul into your characters via the prompt you're giving it. So even the, like, like the AI is providing connective tissue to human ingenuity, right. like it's literally doing uh, the, the menial work for your creativity. I, I think you would have to use it as a tool, not as a like end all be all. Exactly. Episode one, scene three. After several days of searching, they come across the clearing in the forest where they find the first dragon stone guarded by a fierce dragon. As they prepare for battle, Merlin realizes that he has a new spell at his disposal, <laughs> a molten metal spell that can melt through even the toughest armor. Ooh, yeah, that's okay. Cool. That's pretty sick. With this new spell, Merlin is able to weaken the dragon's defenses and give Kale and Leela an opening to attack. Together, they engage in a fierce battle with the dragon using their skills and magic to defeat it. In the end, Kale and Leela and 
Merlin emerge victorious to claim the first Dragonstone. Mm, okay. Like, I like the way that they added, like, the, the new spell. Yeah. But it, it didn't do much more. Like, it did include can melt through even the toughest armor. Which is a rather an interesting ad because right. it knew that molten metal is hot and it can it can melt through shit. So shit. I mean, I think this episode more is just a showcase for everybody out there that listens um, and that loves this kind of idea. It's it's kind of a, a direction that I could see us going as like a society where. And you're seeing it a lot in art already. It's been a big disruptor. Sure, um, sure, sure. Now, storytelling is going to be a little bit more difficult because, like you're saying, you need that that human spark, the human element kind of thing in there. Yeah. But when you have something like this that could potentially, given enough prompts, given enough, like, like figuring out what words we need to add to get it to stop saying, like, well, they work together with their magic and swords to, you know, to kill the dragon at the end of every fight. Yeah. Like if we were able to find a way to have it like give us a different ending to every fight, and you probably have to type that into your prompt. You'd yeah. have to you like yeah. unique fights. You'd have to use words like like you like unique. You'd have to use words like every scene needs to have like its own like um dialogue that is like unique to the area it's in or something like that, right? You would need to be very, very specific. And I think that's one thing that like makes this like not such a disruptor right now for storytelling. It is very infantile right. in the way that it it operates. But we just made a couple stories. Right. Like we we had some stories that like I got a little into a couple of those scenes. Like I was yeah, kind I of mean, I was kind of hype on some of that shit. Like our boy Kale lost his arm in the first. He fight. lost his fucking arm and, and episode Merlin one scene two. Yes, <laughs> and Merlin learned a molten metal spell, literally like Mercury, like yeah. literally Black Clover style. Right. So like that's one of the things I I wanted to ask you up top or doing it now because i think it's important after we showed like an ai's usage of narrative with anime right is it something you think that writers could use in the future we know that like studio trigger loves to write their homebrew shit there's other studios like in film Leiden films loves to write their homebrews like uh romances do you think there is room for ai assistance in narratives and do you think that Maybe it's something worth caring about, or do you feel it's too, I don't know, vanilla? I think you would have to use it as maybe a basis or something, maybe as like inspiration. Oh, because I think you like, think it's like a it's like a hyped up jumping block, yeah, to, to because other things, I, right? Yeah, I've been reading a lot of webtoons again recently, and they're all really similar. Like all all of them are very similar in terms of like if it's a shonen webtoon, like. They have a lot of the same concepts, the super OP main character. Like, I think, like, all of these stories really have very similar tropes. Right, right, But, right. like, it's it's kind of like, give me a direction, you know what I mean, for a storytelling, where I think the AI could do that for you. Like, what if we had asked it, give us a, a shonen story where our main characters have to climb the tower to become, like the the wizard god or whatever right so you're saying in the future maybe we should like structure structure them against anime that we have reviewed before and see how close they get we could do that too there's so many i think that actually is the potency of ai right where they take 
what we know and what is on the internet and we feed it that information because I think that's the ultimate like the ultimate idea of AI is that it will produce something it thinks is novel based on what you feed it as a human who's watched novel shit right right so it's going to try to produce something that feels novel but to us it's going to be like it's reductive but also we did tell it to do this Right, I think the 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 thing is though, if you wanted specific changes, you would throw those into your prompt. Right, and and the thing is, we learned today is that it's a repetitive process. Right. right, you you get the narrative, and then you'd say, "Hey, in this scene, throw something in there." Right, and then in this scene, throw uh, this character doing this thing in there. And I think you could maybe, to your point, it's almost like. But I think if we spent like an hour and a half right now giving it all this scene direction and, and stuff. just getting it more finite and more granular. It would write us a really, really solid episode one shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh dude. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of like where I'm going with it as like a, a tool is like, I, I think it could be really interesting, especially like people that maybe don't aren't strongest writers, but they like storytelling. Like say you have a story in your head, yeah. the kernels of stories the wrinkles are firing. They right. want something to give them some kind of connective tissue and they throw it into an AI and they give them some kind of through line. And then they're like, Ooh, I can, I can tweak this to make it more unique. My, or more my what, if, what if you have no idea how to like actually scene direct and things like that for like a, like say you're the author and you want to make yourself a webtoon or you want somebody to actually like draw you the webtoon. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Having this do the scene direction for you because it, you can be like, I'm making a framework for a webtoon or something. Tell it that right off the rip. Yeah. And the more you feed it, the more it gives you maybe some creative avenues right. to subvert the path you're trying to go down. So I, I feel as though that AI has become a tool for narrative storytelling but a tool in my opinion the last question i had is a tool makes your job easier do you feel as though you said if you, if you and i had an hour and a half with this ai we can might we can probably write a really solid episode one of a show do you feel as though that the time is worth it i think if we got better at telling it what we want like figuring out what it needs to actually fix yeah. things yeah i think that time would go way down what i think could be interesting though is like what the guy did with the the children's book yes having it yeah. feed back and forth between the two things like oh. have your story and your art being created simultaneously oh right being yeah. able to like i've seen people have um they're having two ais argue over the phone oh i've seen those <laughs> right those are fun yeah like i could see kind of an interesting iteration or iterative process where you have the AIs passing back and forth, like different, I guess, things that they're trying to build for your story. So they almost, you almost set up a writer's room of other yes. AIs. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're literally putting an AI room, writing room together and they just bark at each other until they come up with something truly unique. Yeah. And I think it's, it's very important to say, I don't think this is like Oda level writing, you know, at this of course, point, of course, no, I just no, think no. it's a very fun idea to be able to use some of that in like episodes like this or like I, I genuinely believe we could we could stack five AI generated summaries for isekais against ones that exist right now and people would struggle to figure out which one's real and which one isn't. It sounds like we're going to have some people on to figure out if they can figure it out or not. And we'll do that. <laughs> and we will do that. But you know what? 
Thank you guys for coming to this highly technical New Year episode. We're going to start reviewing some of the fall 2022 season shows because those ones were absolute bangers. So we're going to start doing some of those. But thank you for coming to this highly technical class. I feel it's something we need to start doing more like the technical division of the uh, <laughs> of the of the Weebology lab. Right. We have to start. Doing I mean, some we're of that. a lab. We're a lab. We have to start. CERN ain't got <laughs> shit on us. <laughs> well, yeah, we need to start exhibiting some of this high level technology. But if you'd like to listen to some of our other classes, you can go literally over and down two clicks. You can listen to all of our other episodes. If you'd like to give us some monetary love only, if you can, patreon.com slash ubology, $1 and up gets you into our discord with all of our other lovely Patreon folk who have actually interviewed lately. $3 and up gets you into the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi, high vibes, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes visual, and sometimes on hiatus shows where we talk about life and shit. And maybe in the future, some of this tech, I think we could probably do some non-anime related stuff like this. For sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if you want to uh, contact us, and all of those links are in the description of wherever you're listening to this. And if uh, you want to just give us some old school love, you know what? We haven't talked about this in a while. We biology podcast at gmail.com. Tell us to watch the show. Yeah. And Say rate hi. the podcast, but only five stars because four stars are cancer. Yeah. Four stars are cancer. Anything less than five stars is malignant. <laughs> it's honestly mean. <laughs> it's honestly hurts us <laughs> to our core. But you know what? I think that might be it. I want to try working with this AI some more. Maybe reason with it. Maybe yeah. try to like make friends with it. Well, know? I think you've got plenty of friends in real life. I don't think you need to resort to AI. But maybe Patbot can have a friend. Yeah, I think yeah. they probably could ha have a good good old conversation exactly. for sure. Exactly. Until we can get a round robin table with Patbot and all the other AIs, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. Deuces. Deuces. Yeah, I'd like to see what Patbot like as like the head of all these AIs. <laughs> what would what would Pat Buck call? He runs CERN. <laughs> he runs CERN. <laughs>